All right, let's head to Canberra. Phil Curry from the Australian Financial Review joins us. Phil, good morning to you. Good morning, fellas. Phil, you, are, um, uh, I think you've got the best record in Australia at the moment of tipping what the Reserve Bank is going to do. <laughs> uh, all the economists on this one are split down the down the middle. What's going to happen? I reckon they'll pause. They'll I pause. Think they'll, I think they'll hold off, yeah. I still think there's one more rate rise left in them, but I don't think we'll get it. Or hope, yeah. Again, don't go and make investments based on what I'm about to say, but I think they'll, they'll hold off today because the inflation number that came out last week was lower than everyone thought and, um, and, and the sort of retail spending numbers are down and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with pause. Well, that's good, Phil. That feels, feels uh, like a vindication for us because that was our guess as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, given, given your track record, we're in good company. <laughs> the only thing I'll get right. So. <laughs> your mate, you've been wrong about Carlton. They've come good. Never bagged them, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you were part of the reverse psychology. You've, uh, oh, you've, you've I read... got no idea what's. I got no idea what's happened. It's like you know, some alien spirits infested their bodies, and they play. No, they're brilliant. I thought I was back in 1982 on Friday night watching that game. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, yeah. Hey, what did you make of Scomo having a having a, a bit of a bit of a moan about the robo debt stuff? I mean, he's well entitled to fire back, I guess, but. Do you think he's got a point about these royal commissions being used for party political purposes rather than getting to the bottom of something for the greater good? Although, Robert, it was a scandal. Yeah, look, look, the Libs are no, because no one's politicised royal commissions more than the Liberal Party. Every time they get in the government, they have a hundred of them. You know, everything Labor ever did, you know, they have, you know, pink bats and, you know, and, and that building Labor used to own in Canberra, they had two into that, you know, the, the, the building royal commissions. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, they use them all the time. No, look, I think two things here. Robo-debt did warrant a Royal Commission because it was a disaster. It was a policy disaster and a disgrace and a lot of a lot of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people got affected by it. It was a you know, minimum of three suicides. So, you know, it, it had to be investigated. I think with Morrison's point, well, Morrison's not renowned for having a reverse gear and I think we saw that on display yesterday. You know, he, can't, he can't admit any wrongdoing at all, but clearly he's the guy who took it to Cabinet. But he makes the point. I took it to cabinet, but I never actually. I changed portfolio soon after, so he never actually administered it or oversaw it. He thinks he's been disproportionately singled out by this thing, and uh, hmm. and he thinks it's unreasonable that he should have separately checked the, legal, the legality of the scheme when he took it to cabinet because the department. Had, that's what the department does, and it told him it was all legal and proper and stuff. And so he thinks he's been, you know, as I said, unfairly and disproportionately targeted, and the Royal Commission doesn't understand how government works. And then he thinks, you know, Labor's out to just to destroy him because of the the job he did during COVID, trying to wreck his legacy on that. So, so he, you know, he's hitting back because he's under a lot of pressure to leave, you know, to yeah. quit the parliament, and, uh, and he's not going to because he hasn't got a job. He can't find a job, but he needs an income. So, so, so he's, that's basically him saying, "I'm not going anywhere for now," and you know, I'm not the villain everyone makes me out to be. Great stuff, as always, Phil. Phil Curry, the national Thank political you. editor for the Australian Financial Review. It's 17 minutes to eight. We very, very shortly will be speaking to the CEO of Frontier Touring, who have just organised. A huge coup. Paul McCartney coming to Australia with a series of stadium tours, except in Adelaide where he is coming. He's starting the tour here at a small gig at the Entertainment Centre in front of 8,000 people. We did a snap poll earlier about your favourite Beatle. He might he still needs some work to do, Paul, because John Lennon won our snap poll earlier. He is still Adelaide's favourite Beatle. But maybe after this tour, Paul will sway a few people. I just don't think you can split them. I don't think you can have one without the other.
Well, they 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 very generously both signed off on all the songs, didn't they? Yeah, they all written by. Yep. McCartney yeah. and Lennon. That's right. Uh, good text coming through on the Volkswagen Tiguan Allspace, the seven-seater that's perfect for weekends away camping trips in the crazy Saturday sports rush. Uh, Graham says if they don't tax alcohol and cigarettes, they'd have to tax something else. Uh, I've heard uh, soft drink was on the hit list for the future. A lot of the health experts say that it should Maybe be. they'd love it to be. Yeah. But be, you'd think from a budgetary perspective, madly tempted to do it under the guise of, oh, we're doing this to make mm. you know the community more healthy. Someone says shut the free bar at Parliament House, then the pollies might care about a booze tax. <laughs> Actually, they, they don't have a free bar there. It's heavily subsidised, though. I know the food and drink at Parliament. North I, I think, no, is, I think they changed it. I reckon they changed it in Canberra. Not, not in North Terrace. It's cheap. You know, in New South Wales Parliament, there used to be a, an actual bottle shop underground, and it was run by this completely slow-witted man who clearly knew nothing about wine. Because I rocked up there as a, you know, wine-savvy South Australian yeah. callow youth in 1999. And someone said, you know, we've got a bottle shop here. And I went, no way. So I walked down. There's this bloke standing there. And went, oh, g'day, mate. I'm Dave. I've moved over here from South Australia. He goes, oh, how are you going? He said, I think we've got some South Australian red. And there was this box of, like, Penfold stuff, like 389s and everything. And they just put, like, $15 on the bottles. What? Yeah. And I was just standing there going... This is 15 bucks, is it? He goes, yep. Yeah. And I went, okay, I'll have uh, 12, 12 of them. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, got wise to it because about a month later, they changed all the prices because we were just cleaning the place out. Andrew and uh, Rosedale on the Dutton's text line says, I really hope I can get tickets to see McCartney. Myself and my family like the Beatles, but my youngest, nine, is a super fan. He knows all of the songs and virtually everything there is to know about the band and its members. Well, I hope, hope you can get it on, Andrew. We'll, um, we'll tell you how you can get tickets in just a moment. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.